0: Welcome to the Migrant Next Door. I'm your host and fellow migrant Ritika and I'm here to talk about all things related to migrants. So we'll discuss everything from moving to a new country, mental health, relationship problems, culture shocks, investing and more in the journey to build a home away from home. I'm going to start with the Oscars that uh, took place last Sunday and I mean how good could- the Oscars this year how good there was so much Asian so much Indian representation or what I should say so much of immigrant or migrant representation on the biggest stages in the world it started with K Wei Kwan winning Best Supporting Actor for his role in Everything Everywhere All At Once and he talked about his journey that started on the boat he spent a year at a refugee camp and now he was at Hollywood's biggest stage. It was such a moving and emotional speech. Really, like, um, it set the mood right up there for the night that was going to happen at the Oscars. And then after that, Michelle Yeoh, I mean, she literally made history with being the first Asian to win the Best Actress, or I should say the, the Best Actor or Actress Award. She's the first one to win, and she's 60 year old. So the fact that, she went up on that stage and recognized where she comes from and, and what she's achieved. It was it was just really great and the Oscars went from oh so white to Oscars being also Asian so I just absolutely loved it. RRR got Best Original Song Award as well which was like such a big win for the Indian film industry. Then there was another award given to elephant Whispers. they won the best documentary short film which was again such a huge representation for the community out there oscars were really inclusive and oscars really this time around showed the true picture of what it's like to live in america or should i say to live in in a first world country where you would think that most of the population would be white, but it's not. Um, The landscape is really changing, which sort of brings me to today's topic. We often hear the terms Asian-Americans, Kiwi Indians, Indian-Americans, and and these terms are used to describe people who are of a certain ethnicity, so Asians or Indians, and and they live in a country where that ethnicity is not native to that country. So either they were born in that country or they were born to parents who've migrated to that country. So that's why sometimes we hear first generation um, Indian Americans, which means I am an Indian born in America. So I'm an Indian American and I'm first gen because my parents were born in India, but they moved to America. So, So they are from India, but I am Indian American because I was born here. And first gen because I'm the first one in my generation in my family. So... Um, yeah so a lot of the times um, we as migrants living abroad we hear all of these terms and that's where these terms are coming from just taking a step back every time a person moves to another country and intends to stay their main goal is almost always to get residency or permanent residency and then citizenship in that country so Once you get your uh, permanent residency then you are almost certain to get your citizenship unless you like commit a serious crime or you've again moved countries or something drastic happens. Otherwise if everything's going well you're living in that country then you are sure to get that citizenship and In order to put some roots and settle in this new country that you've moved to, you first need to get your residency or permanent residency, which we very lovingly call PR. You've probably heard a lot of the people asking you if you're a PR, if you've got a PR, are you on a visa or not, when are you getting your PR? It's just, yeah, it's all about the PR, okay? Now, how hard is it to get permanent residency and what's the difference between residency and permanent residency to answer my first question it is really hard depending on why or how you've come to the country so if you're a skilled individual or say a doctor or a nurse or a very experienced IT worker so if you if you have a skill that is in demand in this new country then it will be relatively easy for you compared to other migrants like people on student visas who are coming here to study or people in other roles that are not as skilled as being a doctor nurse or a very experienced IT worker or construction industry worker. So not saying that these other other roles are not skilled but there's like a table for skilled workers as well in most countries. So there's like from high skill, medium skill, low skill, um, you would mostly fit that table to determine um, how hard or how easy it is going to be for you to become a resident in a country. So talking about New Zealand and talking about my own experience, I would say it was relatively harder for me. Um, when I first got my job in the field that I wanted to work in and I had two options either I could work there for a while and then like get a promotion get a better job and then apply for residency or I could just apply with the role that I had at the time and I wasn't really confident that the role that I had at the time would actually help me get a residency so then I waited and I got Um, Another role. And at the same time, I applied for this residency pathway visa. So basically, I had a certain skill and I was earning enough money to meet the wage criteria. And then I applied for this visa. It was a work visa for two years. Uh, And the condition was that you stay on this visa for two years and then you apply for residency. It was like a pathway and then you are sure to get your residency. There's no, um, in this case, they don't really um, make a decision on whether or not you should get a residency. You will get your residency. It is a given unless there's something wrong with your medicals or there's something wrong with your police check and you've done a crime. But if all of that is fine, then you're almost certain to get your residency. The other way at the time was that you get a job you apply for an expression of interest to say that you've earned a certain number of points so you get say 50 points for getting master's degree 50 points for being in skilled labor 50 points for earning the wage threshold that immigration scored, and then overall if you get a certain number of points then you're eligible to apply for residency so then you put an expression of interest if your application is selected it's like a lucky door type thing if your application is selected then you apply for residency and then you wait for a decision made by immigration so they can say yes or they can say no so in that case you need to um like wait for their decision and there's a possibility that they might decline your application depending on like um your circumstances your wage your job type and what you've studied so overall from becoming a resident to becoming a permanent resident to becoming a citizen it takes a good i would say between 8 and 15 years and the reason i say 8 and 15 is if you're a super skilled worker you'll get in the country on a very good work visa you'll apply for your residency then you will get your permanent residency in two years time and then you'll get your citizenship in three years time add a few months here and there for admin and everything it's between like six to eight years right but if you come in as a student you get a job then you get a better job then you become eligible for residency it, it takes a good 10 to 12 years and if you're on a low skill role but you've still like hustled and you've done all the struggle and somehow you've now got a better job it might take anywhere between 10 to 15 years so it depends really in countries like the United States I would say it is really hard to Get your residency or permanent residency, or what they call a green card. People usually wait for at least a minimum of like 10 to 15 years. But the way their system works is they've got like these separate quotas for each country. So when you apply for getting a residency permit in the United States, they will look at The country that you were born in or the country whose passport you currently have and if you're from one of the Asian countries like India or China or I don't know Malaysia, Vietnam then you will need to wait this long because so many people have already applied for residency and every country gets a certain number of spaces in their residency program so for example they might have 50 spaces for India, 50 for China, 50 for the UK, 50 for Australia, 50 is just a random number that I'm using as example. So there's 50 spaces, but there's like 5,000 people who've applied for that year. So only the first 50 will get residency. And then the next 50 will get it next year. So that way, that queue gets really long. And At this time, people are easily waiting for around 10 to 15 years to get their residency. And even then, their application will thoroughly be screened and they might actually get rejected if there's something wrong. So that system is really, really hard. Now, talking about their neighbors, Canada, they've really streamlined their residency process and they've made it really easy well comparatively it is easy i think it was last no it was 2021 where they had rolled out this program for the next three years so 2022 2023 and 4 where they would be handing out like around a hundred thousand odd residency permits every year because they i think realized that they have an aging population they don't have a lot of people who are in skilled labor so they had a lot of jobs that were unfilled so they opened their doors and they said we welcome people who've got these skills and you'll get a work visa you'll get a place to live Um, you can earn good money, you can live in our country, and we'll give you residency. So that was really good for anyone who was wanting to move to Canada. They've made it relatively easy compared to some of the other countries, like the United States or New Zealand for that matter or UK or Australia. So in the United Kingdom or Australia, it's still relatively difficult and it does depend on your job type, your pay, your skills. And I want to come back to New Zealand because our borders were shut for almost two years. What the government did was they sort of created this residency program shortly after I got my residency. So um, I didn't get any benefit from this program. But they sort of handed out residencies to people who've been living in the country for the last two or three years, either on a student visa or a work visa. If you've been there, you can apply, you will get it. Like there was literally no other... Um, criteria that you had to meet so a lot of people applied for these residency permits and a lot of them have already received it some are still waiting for the application to be processed but it was like a one-time residency giveaway almost so that's over now so now next question what is the difference between permanent residency and residency so I'll talk about New Zealand first there was a pathway that I applied for at the time when I got my residency. In that pathway, there was an option that if you earn almost twice the median wage, then you can directly get permanent residency. But otherwise, you have to first get your residency, then your permanent residency and then your citizenship. So what's the difference? When your residency permit is approved, that basically gives you the option to live and work indefinitely in New Zealand but the only catch is that it has a travel condition mostly that travel condition is for 24 months or two years in some cases it is for 5 or 10 years as well so what that means is you can live in New Zealand for as long as you want do whatever job you want like anyone else would but if you leave the country then you can come back multiple times within the first two years. Once that two-year condition expires, you either need to renew your residency visa or you need to apply for permanent residency, which means this condition is removed. So say, for example, uh, the two-year travel condition on your residency visa has expired and you overseas, you'll not be allowed to come into the country because your residency visa has expired and you don't have any valid visa or or anything to come into the country so if you're making any travel plans with this type of visa the only thing you have to be aware of is that um you're not overseas when this condition expires or if you are going to be overseas either you apply for permanent residency in advance or you ask immigration to extend these conditions on your visa. So. With both residency and permanent residency visas, you can buy real estate, you can enroll in a university as a domestic student rather than an international student. In New Zealand, you can also vote in the general elections and you receive all the general health care benefits like any other citizen. So it is pretty much the same. The only difference is the travel condition. But this is different in a lot of countries. So, for example, in the United States, in Canada, if you are on a residency or permanent residency visa permit, and and remember, these are still visas. So if you commit a very serious crime, even in New Zealand, then they can absolutely cancel your residency or permanent residency, and they can deport you back home to where you came from. Now, with countries like US and Canada, you cannot vote in their general elections if you're a resident or permanent resident. You need to be a citizen to be able to vote. So now, what's the difference between permanent residency and citizenship? The difference is that when you become a citizen of, say, New Zealand or Canada or the United States, you get their passport, then you are able to vote in the elections, you can travel overseas with your new passport, and even if you commit a very serious crime in that country, they will not deport you because you are now a citizen of that country. A lot of countries will allow you to have dual citizenship, which means I can Be a citizen of new zealand and then if 10 years down the line i move to say canada and i acquire their citizenship then i can be a citizen of canada as well so i can have both passports some of the countries don't really allow for it so for example india and china don't allow dual citizenship so if you hold an indian passport then you're not allowed to get citizenship for another country. So then if I become a New Zealand citizen, then I will have to hand over my Indian citizenship, right? So I will have to renounce it, which means I will have to submit my Indian passport back to the embassy where I am or go back home and submit it back to the passport office. Same thing with China as well. So yeah, that's basically the main difference. Residency or permanent residency is a type of visa and they will put a stamp in your passport that you have a permanent residency for say New Zealand but you're still in my case you're still a citizen of India but when you become a citizen of another country then you will get a passport for that country and in some cases you either have to renounce your citizenship from your birth country or you can have dual citizenship it just depends where you are and where you're moving to so yeah Overall, I would say that whichever country you move to, it is really hard and it takes a good five to seven years, in some cases more, like if you're in the United States. It takes a lot of years to be able to become a resident, to be able to get that status where you don't have to forever stay in a job or you don't have to forever do something that you're doing for a visa visa. You can easily start your business as a resident or as a citizen and you basically get more freedom and you get the same rights as any other naturally born citizens of those countries are getting. So I think when this happens, that's when people actually feel that, okay, we've now made it to this country and we are part of this. Like this is my home. We are part of this country now. I'm an American or I'm a Canadian or I'm a Kiwi now or I'm an Australian. So I think getting that status, it is big achievement in person's life and it does take a lot of time energy effort in a number of years as well so if you are in the process of getting the residency or citizenship of a country go you It it is really hard and if you're still trying, then you're doing a great job and at the end you absolutely will get that. I guess every person has a very unique experience going through this process. So we, what we want to do is as a community just help each other and, and try and navigate this big world of residencies and permanent residencies because getting your residency is probably the first step to say this is my new home. So yeah, with this I will in today's episode if you have any comments queries suggestions advice for me feel free to get in touch you can follow me on social media at the migrant next door on facebook and instagram and for twitter it is at migrant next door take care till then stay safe and i will see you next week bye